How's everybody doing tonight? Good? I, uh, I literally made sure the AC failed tonight so you could feel like you were in the desert. I did not do that. Um, I do not choose or wish for it to be warm. But I will tell you that Chacos feel mighty fine right about now. You guys look all like stuffy in your shoes. My feet are breathing real good, and Danielle's feet are breathing real good. She doesn't, just doesn't have chacos. So anyway, um, but, but you guys, we're glad that you're here tonight. Um, tonight is about seniors. Seniors, uh, if you are graduating, we are going to honor you in this place. Um, but, but I wanted to, I feel like this, this video was something that should be applicable for all of us, um, but especially for you seniors, because you're about to leap out, you're about to walk out and start making decisions for your own. And, and, and one of my heart and, and my prayers for you guys is that you never forget where you came from, right? Like you never forget the investment that, that people have made in your life and that the word of God is ultimately um, hopefully, spoken to you, changed you, um, and, and helped build you. And it's just one of those things that, that um, because we can pursue a lot of different things in life, can't we? We can get lost pursuing all these different things in life, and, and you're about to find out that there's a plethora of choices. There's no shortage of choices that you can make. But I, I want you to, to realize tonight that never forget where you've come from. Never forget the word of God because just like this video shows, like it's the one thing that's steady, that's always, that's consistent in our life. And um, it's interesting because the last couple of weeks have been not normal for us, haven't they? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were at Cleveland and we did their baccalaureate service. Um, and you guys, it was cool to hear like their superintendent, Jeff, you can kind of attest to this, right? Like the superintendent of Cleveland schools was like, my church doesn't sound at all like this. Right? Like, you guys, the worship team showed up and, and they delivered, and it was awesome to see and just kind of worship with people that may have never experienced anything like that. And it's cool that we had an opportunity to step onto a high school campus and do that. And, um, and, and last week we had uh, Travis Abrahamson. You guys, he did an awesome job, did he not? Um, on just like how to practically reach um, not only Muslims, but I felt like just people in our life. Um, and, and I don't know if you heard or, or know, but we had a child a few weeks ago. Um, so we now officially have a basketball team. We have the Wentz basketball team. I'm training them young. Um, I have a picture here of Rebecca. That's, that's our sweet little bundle right there. Uh, all 10 pounds, one ounce of her. Um, she came out and she was like, Dad, what's up? Right? Like she just felt like she was that big. Um, but uh, you guys, uh, she has been super awesome for us. She's just like literally like, because she's so big, she only wakes up once a night already, like at birth, that never happens. Um, and she's pretty content. She's the only baby, like I can hold her in my, in my hands and she'll fall asleep and her arms just dangle and her legs dangle. So she's not like bundled up and she's just like, oh, this feels good, right? Like, because I, I think it was because she was so crammed in the womb, she's just like, oh, I can breathe, right? Like, so anyway... Um, that's Rebecca. I'm, I'm excited for you guys to actually meet her in the flesh. And so, um, and, and I, I think I shared this at church too, but if you're, if you're not here on Sundays, um, you guys, she was an answer to prayer um, because delivery did not go as expected. Um, we had to haul my wife down in a tarp while she's um, in, in, in labor, while she's delivering, um, being told not to push. We had to carry her in a tarp down the stairs and to put her in an ambulance and the ambulance her to, to Mankato. Um, and just all the details of, of being able to call out to people like, hey, we need prayer because we don't know what's going on right now, um, but we're, we're being shipped to, to Mankato uh, and just be praying for us. And you guys, God like, answered all those prayers and just like,
like the details of how everything worked out. The, the way that we, Rachel's water broke, it protected the baby through this whole thing. Like she was, she was safe, she was happy, her, heartbeat, her heart rhythms were fine. Um, they said if her water had broken normally that her, her umbilical cord probably would have prolapsed and she would have been basically choked out. And, and just like hearing that, and then when they, when they pulled her out of Rachel, the umbilical cord was wrapped twice around her neck and once around her arm. You guys, God's hand of protection was, was over that entire situation. It was not smooth. It, it wasn't like, woo, this is how we wanted it to go. But, but it was just awesome to see that, that God answers prayer. And I believe that, that God is the one that, that had his hand over my wife, over Rebecca at the time, and she's here and safe. And there's no, no side effects to anything. And come on, you guys, like, it's just, it's fun. It's, it brings me to tears, like, every time just thinking about it. And I think about, what if we had to do life without that, right? Like, what if I, I just had to be like, eh, well, we'll see what happens. It's, it's, it's an incredible comfort to know that, like, hey, I need you guys to be praying for me. I had Kyle Nation praying for us. I had, uh, we had Sunrise people praying for us. We had friends praying for us. Um, it was just, it was awesome. And, and it was just the, the energy, the boost that we needed. And, and, and a lot of you were a part of that. And so... Thank you, thank you. Um, but it, it's funny how, like, uh, this series, I wanted to be a little bit further along than we are. Um, but tonight, we're, we're ending on James 4. Um, and it talks about how our, our life is a vapor and our life is a mist. And, and I think sometimes maybe God lines those things up because as seniors, I feel like that's a really good message for you to hear tonight. Is that, that um, our life goes quick, right? Like, um, and uh, one of the things that, that this past weekend we did is we tried to do, so we were kind of doing this multiple thing. We were going up north. Um, I was meeting with a couple of supporters of ours, uh, meeting with a potential church that, that uh, could potentially support us. And then I was also, my family was up there, so we were going to do a, a mini vacation with them for a couple of days. It ended up raining. And I don't know about you, but when kids and rain and, and stuck in a small cabin start to happen, things like, we're lucky that we didn't lose one, right? Like, because they were about to kill each other. So we're like, okay, let's just come home. Um, but it was, it was good while we were up there. Um, I even came home, like, I can sneeze up there and get poison ivy. And so I must have sneezed and I came home with a little bit. But you guys, like, um, normally it spreads on me like wildfire, but I've kind of gotten smarter and know how to treat it, and it's like already almost gone. So I'm like, hey, let's go. I didn't have to go to the doctor for that. Um, but when we, when we were up there, um, it was kind of, it kind of always kicks into this thing because my aunt is up there, um, and she's the one Christian influence that I've always had in my life growing up. Um, and so my dad and my aunt, they're brother and sister, right? And so usually like the last night we hang out, they're always reminiscing about the good old days. Like, remember like, man, I was so young back then. And so they always do this thing, but um, it kind of relates to tonight. But it, I want to ask you a question is, have you ever had plans that were ruined by something that you had absolutely no way to see? Have you had plans where you just like didn't see that coming and they got ruined? What was your response to that when that happened? I cried a lot. I always think of, of Tommy Boy when he's like, what in the heck was that all about, right? Like, like there's those things in my life where it's just like, how's that working for you, right? Like, it's just like, it doesn't seem like anything's working out, working out as planned. Um, when things just come out of the blue and ruin our plans, um, it makes us sad, right? Um, we don't always like the interruption, right? Like my wife was supposed to have a, a pretty straightforward delivery. It did not happen that way, right? Like, and, and then the midwife, it, like I was in the hospital, she's like, this only happens like 1% of the time. I'm like, I'm glad I'm the 1%, right? Like 99% of the time this doesn't happen. We're in that 1% right now. 
I came, uh, came back after reminiscing, and, and um, one, of the, one of the things, and, and I'm, I know that I've told you this before, but I, I kind of wanted to, to, it just, the story came up, and so um, we were talking about ruined plans, and uh, the story came up on how I got my scar. I don't know if you've noticed, but when I squint, I have a scar right here that, that pops out, and people don't normally see it until I, I point it out. Um, but I want to tell you tonight how I got that scar. Can I do that? Yeah. <laughs> well, one person wants to hear. One person wants to hear. So um, when it comes to um, ruined plans, um, this, so this all happened with a three-wheeler accident. Um, and it wasn't a three-wheeler that you sit on top of. Like normal three-wheelers have giant wheels and, and you sit on top of it. This was a low-riding three-wheeler. So handlebars were up here and you kind of sat down in it and the front wheel extended out. This was, this was the hot rod of three-wheelers, right? Like it was a cool machine. Um, but anyway, um, it started off, uh, it was one afternoon, we were up north. Uh, we were a little bored. It wasn't raining out. And so my uncle had this bright idea. And he's like, hey, we should race through the woods, and see who can get through the trail the fastest. And so we were like, yes, let's do it. And I'm like six, so I'm like, yes, let's do this. And so we're, we're taking bets before this all started. We're like, who's going to get through it the fastest? And all of a sudden, every, everybody in our group starts pointing at me, and we're like, well, Tim's the lightest. Tim's going to go the fastest. Tim, like, he's going to, and so I start feeling this pressure. of like, yeah, let's go. Like, I got this. I'm going to be like, um, back then it was Dale Earnhardt, right? Like, I'm going to be Dale Earnhardt in this thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in fast. I can't let anybody down. I was like the Nacho Libre when he's on his scooter, like, <laughs> like just, just hammer, hammer that thing. When, so anyway, my uncle goes, my, my dad goes, uh, my other uncle goes, my cousins go. And you know, like my cousins, they're starting to get up on time because they're lighter like I am. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I can't disappoint. So like this pressure is starting to build. And I'm like, all right, I got it. I'm going to bore this thing. And so literally... They're like, all right, like, Tim, we think you got this. Um, but beforehand, I, I just need, to, need you to know that I didn't really know their trails up there. And they did the, like, the once thing where they just went once around and like, yeah, Tim, this is the trail you want to take. And don't go that way. Don't go that way. Take this. And they get to this one point and they're like, make sure that you do not go right. How many of you know that my attention span wasn't on that right turn at that point? My attention span was on, let's go faster, right? Like, so um, then he's like, and we get to this point, he's like, you want to you go left here, you don't want to go right. And he told me something, some reason why, and I was like, yeah, whatever, let's go, right? Like, and so we get back, and they go, go, and they hit it, and I literally, natural libre, like pedal of the metal, I'm, I'm, I'm flying on this thing, dust is flying, at least it felt that way, I probably wasn't going that fast. Um, but so I'm flying down the trail and I'm, I'm making good time and, and they're hearing me and they're like, you know, they can hear this thing bopping through the woods and like, dang, like he's going pretty fast and like they're hearing me and then they stop hearing me and they don't hear me and they don't hear me and they don't hear me. Um, well, what happened is I got to that point in the trail where like, I remember my uncle saying something about go left here, don't go right. And I was like, whatever, go fast, right? Like that, that's what I was concentrated on. <laughs> And, and so I, I actually went right in the trail, and, and, and I remember the details that I, I, can, I, can, I can still piece together some stuff, but I remember seeing light, like I was coming out of the woods, and that was it. And the next thing, really, and when I look back on it now, I really want to tell you, I believe that it was also God's hand in, in, in protecting me and saving me in that moment. Um, I didn't believe in Jesus at the time, but I really do believe that, that um, there were some angels doing overtime work that day because, one, I didn't know the trails. Um, I was a few miles away from their place. I don't remember anything. Um, I vaguely remember, like, it felt like I could see the top of trees, 
And the next thing I remember is standing at the end of my cousin's driveway. And, and here's my cousin. My cousin's four years older than me. He comes running down the driveway and goes, Tim's got a hole in his head and runs back to the house. And my, my uncles are like, what? And, and I, I just vaguely remember standing there and I was really groggy and, and didn't really know what was, was going on. But the only thing I remember is the bang and standing at the end of the driveway. To this day, I have no idea how I made it back. Um, I don't know how long it took me. Um, I don't, like I said, I, I, I have no idea. It took them hours to go find a three-wheeler because they're like, we didn't expect you to take that wrong turn. Like, well, neither did I. I was setting world speed records, right? Like, um, but, um, so I remember that. I remember them kicking me into the truck, and, and I remember them yelling, we're taking Tim to the hospital, right? Like, um, I kind of remember, like, um, having a paper towel like on my forehead. I remember getting to the first step of the hospital and like straight up passing out. I was just like, oh, we're here. You know, like, and, and the next thing I remember is kind of waking up to the bright light of um, being on the table and feeling the tug of the stitches on my forehead. And, uh, and I remember, I don't know why, but I was trying to say thank you to the nurse or doctor at the time. I was like, thank you. You know, like, they're like, I'm doing my job, kid, right? Like, um, and then afterwards, I remember finally waking up and getting, I had the worst headache of my life going home. Um, and my, for, this is how my uncles work, right? Like, I almost died. And then they're like, well, we're bored anyway, so we can't race anymore. Let's go to this theme park. They went to a theme park that afternoon. And, and meanwhile, I got this, like, I, it had to be a concussion. And, and so anyway, we're driving home, and they're like, oh, your uncles are all at this theme park. And, and I'm like, you got to stop the car. I'm going to puke. And I did. And it was the, like, most hurt, headache everything, blood, everything, and then you're bending down. And anyway, um, that's how I got this scar, what was a three-wheeler race. But let me tell you, I did not plan on having that accident. I planned on setting the world speed record, right? Like, I was going to not let anybody down in that scenario. And, uh, and it, was, it was just kind of fun to kind of reminisce on that. And I remember this being kind of one of those things of like, I have this giant scar. And, and, and it's cool to see, like, the healing now that has taken place. And and, and a lot of people don't even notice it, where I feel like, for me, that's all, all sometimes I notice is like, how do you not see this giant scar on my face, right? Like, but um, the doctors did a good job. I've been completely healed from it. And, and the cool part of it was like two weeks after I just went in for a checkup, um, the stitches that they put in, the outside ones they had to pull out, the inside ones dissolved. Um, and when the doctor was kind of examining how everything happened, he goes, this is a really interesting um, you know, accident that you had here because if, it, if you had been an inch higher, you probably would have fractured your skull. I'm not sure if you would be here. If you had been an inch lower, you probably would have pushed your nose bone into your brain and would not be here. Come on, you guys. I look back on that and I'm like, that, this is God's hand, again, protecting me, even when I didn't believe it at the time and, and I was trying to set world speed records, right? Like, um, they just kind of looked at this and were like, wow, had this been in any other spot, you might not be here. And, uh, Andy. Uh, so what I hit um, is on that trail, the reason they told me to go left and not right is they had closed that trail. And how they do that in the north is they put a log across the trail. So it prevents people from coming into the trail 
it also prevents people from leaving the trail. So that's what I hit. I didn't see it coming. I just like I just saw grass and I was like pedal the metal. I was going right. Like I saw daylight, so that's what I was going for. And it was bang. I hit that. I hit that log. So they eventually did find it. And um, I messed it up. And, and my uncle still laughs. He's like, it was never quite right from that day on. Like it was squirrely. It didn't handle very well. And, and they tried to bend everything back. Um, but yeah, I hit a log that was across across the trail. So. Um, don't do that, but <laughs> but that was like I said. We were talking about plans, and it just like again, that was plans that I had that I I, di- I didn't see that coming. Like they were interrupted, as far as I could tell. As a kid, it was just like, wait a minute, this is not how things were supposed to go. This, these weren't the plans that I had. Um, and but the fact is, is all of us make plans, right? Seniors, you're here already making plans for what is gonna life is gonna look like outside of high school what it's going to look like beyond high school, what friends are you going to make, where are you going to go to school, what are you going to major in, what am I going to be when I grow up, right? I was just asking Christopher, what do you want to be when you grow up? And Christopher's like, I don't know, right? Like, and we, we hit this, this moment that we're trying to make plans, and all of us do it. All of us make plans, even the worst organize, organized of us all. Like, we all try to make plans. Some of us, is like just five minutes before we do something. Um, but we all have plans, um, some of you have every detail of your life already planned out, right? Like you're like, I know I'm going to go to the U of M. I know I'm going to study to be a uh, scientist, astrophysicist, make rockets, right? Like, um, <laughs> sorry, just teasing you, Evan. Um, if you make rockets, can I ride in one? That's all I ask. Um, anyway, um, just make sure it doesn't hit any trees. So then we'll be, we'll be good there. Okay. Um, but um, some of you have every detail of what, you know, you're, you're on the four-year plan, you're going to Winona. I mean, it's an okay school. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Danielle, I'm sorry. We'll miss you. That's, that's really where that's coming from. So, um, but some of you have every detail planned out. Some of you don't even know where you're going to go next. Um, and plans are not the problem here tonight. That's not what we're going to look at. Um, but bottom line is it's, it's the attitude towards the plans that we make. And um, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to James 4. And we're just going to read through 13 through 17 tonight. So we're going to keep it light. And then I want to have the seniors come up um, tonight because we do want to honor what you've done. Um, But I think that this is a good challenge. When when we look at what Scripture says here, um, it says this. It says in 13, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow that we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this and that. As it is, you boast and brag. All such boasting is evil. Anyone then who knows what is good, he ought to do it and doesn't do it, sins. You guys, there's a lot in this, like, in four small verses. But I feel like it's, a, it's such a good message for you seniors tonight. Where he says, what is your life? It's but a mist. One of the things my dad was talking about this weekend is he's like, my dad just, my dad turned 63 on June 1st. And he's like, man, it felt like yesterday and I was 20. 
right? Like, like it felt like yesterday and I was having you. And, it, and I was actually reading a theory on, on how we view time. And it is, it's why we view things like that, why it feels like time speeds up as we get older is because of like the, our perspective that we have. It was actually pretty, pretty fascinating. Um, kind of nerdy. Evan, you might like it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's going to make rockets. He would like this stuff. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. I don't know if you're going to make rockets, Evan. But if you do, like I said, I want to ride. Anyway, But it says, what is your life? You are a mist. Some of us need that reminder tonight. Graduates, you might be going like, hey, whoa, 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 back up. Like, I've got my life planned out, right? I've got the next 25 years of my life planned out. Like, I'm going to go to college my senior year. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have two and a half kids. I'm going to, like, you know, like, you're starting to plan out this, this thing. But some of you need that reminder that, Honestly, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Literally, within a span of a couple inches of that accident on my forehead, it could have been two completely different results. One ended up in stitches. One ended up in a scar. The other one could have ended up in me not being here anymore. Matter of a couple of inches, you guys. I went from setting world speed records to laying on a table getting stitches, pulling the muscles in my face back together. What you do in this life matters. Always keep perspective. That's what I love about that video is, is, is like he talks about, it's like things that I'm striving for are like sand going through my fingers. How many of you, like when you, when you pursue and go, go after things, you get that thing, but then you're just hungry for that next thing, right? It's like sand. It just, it keeps going through our fingers. We're, we're still thirsty. We're still pursuing. Always keep the main thing, the main thing, and that's Jesus. Jesus is the main thing. Always keep him first. When you go to, to, yeah, Winona, I guess it's okay. But get plugged in, right? Like, I know that Pastor Steph's already got her lasers on you. So, um, but Evan, Ryan Coster, I, we need to get you guys plugged in. You guys, you, you're, you're coming to me. So anyway, <laughs> let's go. Um, but get plugged in. Keep the main thing the main thing. You guys, grades, studying, that will happen. You will graduate if you pay them enough money, right? Like, it's just, you you will get a degree. But anyway, you can lose your faith at the same time. So I want to challenge you tonight. Keep the main thing the main thing. And James talks about arrogant schemes. How would you define arrogance? What does arrogance mean to you? (laughs) Evan, I was like, everybody's picking on you tonight. I don't know what it's the deal. Just like, they're just jealous of making rockets. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what does arrogance mean? <laughs> We're not looking for names. We're looking for what it actually means. Overconfident. Okay. What's that? Proud. I actually looked it up on the interwebs. And it said, an attitude of superiority manifested in an overbearing manner or in a presumptuous claims or assumptions. A lot of us can make arrogant claims pretty quickly. One of the things about me in high school is I was a, honestly a pretty arrogant person. And I, I still sometimes have to fight some of those things. Like uh, my brother even just this weekend was like, yeah, I remember how I wasn't as good as football as you. And, and I hate that mindset because it, it's always like this weighing of like, I wasn't as good as you. 
And it's like, that's not what it's about, Nick. Like, none of that got me anything, got me anywhere. It actually just led me down a path of being further confused and, and going after sand that really didn't mean anything. Nothing about arrogance says that, God, you are in control. Arrogance depends on me. Arrogance doesn't depend on God. Arrogance likes to look to, to the person. Um, like, like I said, just like in the video where he's going after the sand and slipping through his fingers. Arrogance says, I'm going to beat everyone else's time because I'm younger, I'm lighter, and I'm going to be faster on that darn three-wheeler. Thankfully, you guys, the Apostle Paul models what this looks like for us. And, and there was a couple of verses that, that I want to go through tonight, and they're real quick. But I remember the first time I read them, I'm like, that is a different perspective to me. I don't, I don't live life like this. I, I didn't at the time, and, and it's been a good challenge for me. But Acts 18.21, Paul says, Paul left Ephesus and said, I will return to you again if God wills. How many of you are like, hey, Ryan, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back if God wills, right? Like, how many of us live life like that, right? Like, we don't say that normally, right? Hey, we'll see you in the morning if God wills, right? Like, like we'll see you tomorrow at work if God brings me back, right? Like, some of us, that's the curse. If God brings me back here, I guess I'll be here, right? Like, but how many of us actually live life that way? 1 Corinthians 4.19, he says, but I will come to you soon if the Lord wills. You guys, what stood out to me in those verses is that, is that Paul really lives like everything depends on God. Paul lives it out. He's like, if, if, if God wills it, I'll be back here. Paul is, is living, he, he's verbalizing, believing that God is alive and active in his life. Because the reality is, and, and maybe it, it takes a three-wheeler accident to wake us up sometimes, or maybe it's just a scare on the road. We look at our phone a little too, too long and wake up and like, whoa, I almost hit that person. But the reality is, is that we are not guaranteed tomorrow. One minute you're racing three-wheelers, the next minute you're meeting the creator of heaven and earth. God is a part of the equation for Paul. So my next question and, and, and kind of a closing question and, and challenge to you is do you, do you live like God is alive and active in your life? Is God a part of your equation? Do you live like God exists? That's a deeper question than what it comes across as. Sometimes we live life as if God doesn't exist. We just go through the motions. I know I can. We go through our classes, our work, and our day, and not at all ever thinking, is this what God wants me to do? We make our plans, our hopes, our dreams on us, not God. And I love how he ends it in verse 17. He says, if any of you knows the good to do and does not do it, you sin. You guys, it's not good enough to know that we need to help the poor. What are we doing to help the poor? It's not good enough to be like, hey, you know, this is a pretty cool cause, 30 for Freedom, and, and, and I'm going to run a few miles if we're not actually raising money and awareness and, and helping to try to end it in our lifetime. It's not enough. Just because you have a pretty good moral code 
just because you say the right things. You don't swear. You have your like words that you, you say instead of swearing, right? Like uh, my, my roommate, my first year, he, was, he, was, he would have said he was a Christian, but he always said, ah, oh, frick. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, I was not at all living the, the life I was. Like, just say what you're going to say, right? Like, I know what you're saying. Like, and it was like, we, we like to use those substitutions. Just because you wear the right clothes, it doesn't mean you're, you're actually responding to what God is asking you to do. 2 Corinthians 9.8 says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Do you believe that? That God's got everything covered in your life. Everything. He sees everything. He'll give you abundantly in everything. At all times, having all that you need. Do you believe it? Jesus will fulfill everything. He is everything. So seniors, I just want to challenge you with that tonight. That as you're beginning to step out, know that God can fill it all. Don't be me. Don't, don't waste time in pursuing things that are like sand that slip through your fingers. Worthless. Because God's got a better way. That's my prayer for you. That's why we're going to keep going after you. That's why we're going to make sure that you're plugged in at the next phase of life. And yeah, it looks differently. It's not youth group 2.0. It's, hey, we talk about adult things. We talk about real things. Just like we do at youth, but we, we try to, to speak them at your phase of life where you are. I spoke a couple of weeks ago at the Cleveland Baccalaureate, and you guys, it was such an incredible honor to maybe make one student think differently. One student that doesn't come here on a normal Wednesday night, one student that maybe doesn't step foot in a church that's life-giving, that gets into God's word, to hear the superintendent go, whoa, we don't sing worship songs at all like this in my church. We don't have young people in my church. You guys, that's huge. So seniors, I, I want to take the time and, and just to honor you tonight. And I want to ask you, if you're graduating, I want you to stand up and come up to the front here tonight. So I just want to, as we close tonight, I want us to, let's all stand up. Let's surround our seniors. And we're just going to pray for them. Um, leaders, I would ask you, let's, why don't you lead us in prayer uh, over this time? Seniors, we love you guys. We're sending you from this place to go make a difference. Amen.